welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. Dr. Frank O'Connor, with his wife Bridget, moved to town in 1904. He quickly became a well-respected physician. He practiced at Brattleboro Memorial Hospital and served as a surgeon for the Boston and Maine Railroad. Dr. O'Connor was a son of Irish immigrants. He was born on the west shore of Lake Champlain in upstate New York in 1869. His father died of cancer shortly after Frank's birth, and his mother worked as a housekeeper to keep the single-parent family of five together. Frank grew tall and broad shoulders. His family was Irish Catholic, and when Frank was in his late teens, he moved to Burlington, Vermont, to attend the recently opened St. Joseph's College. This Catholic school was actually a college preparatory institution that focused on high school academics. The Catholic Bishop of Vermont began the school because he didn't think young Catholic men were given much opportunity to excel in public high schools. Frank was six feet tall and weighed 185 pounds. He was a strong left-hander and quickly became the star pitcher on the school baseball team. He was a dynamic singer who performed in the glee club and sang in the local church choir. In the 1880s, St. Joseph's would play against other high schools, but they also played against town teams and college teams. Frank pitched three years for St. Joseph's and then attended UVM. During the summer months, he would play in semi-professional leagues. The rules separating professional from amateur baseball were murky. College sports had no governing board to determine who was eligible to play for college teams and who could not. Each school set its own eligibility guidelines. Frank's pitching ability gave him the opportunity to attend a college and help his mother pay his bills. Frank attended UVM's medical school for two years and then transferred to Dartmouth College and completed his medical studies at the New Hampshire School. Frank continued to pitch during these years for both schools and developed quite a reputation. During his college years, he was offered many chances to pitch in the major leagues, but didn't want to leave school early. During the summer between his years at Dartmouth, his mother became ill and he went back home to care for her. She passed away late that summer and Frank returned to college to finish his studies. When his last year at Dartmouth was completed, he signed with the Philadelphia Phillies to pitch in the National League. Unfortunately, he had injured his arm during his many years of pitching, so his time with the Phillies was very short. He pitched in three games. He didn't control his pitches very well and was released from the team a few short weeks. Here's where Frank's Major League Baseball career ended, but in his brief time with the Phillies, he was able to establish two statistics which are pretty unique. He batted twice during his three pitching appearances, and his first at-bat he had a single, and the second and last at-bat he had a home run. Frank O'Connor has a major league batting average of 1,000, and he is one of only 62 players in the history of Major League Baseball to hit a home run in his last at-bat. Ted Williams will later join Frank in that category of players to hit a ball out of the park on their last time at the plate. After the Phillies, Frank moved in with his uncle in Brooklyn, New York, to complete a hospital program at Long Island College. He then served a short residency at St. Mary's Hospital in New York City before moving to Bellows Falls with his wife and starting an independent medical practice. In 1904, Frank and Bridget moved to Brattleboro and they became very involved in the community. They attended St. Michael's Catholic Church and bought the land on Main Street, now occupied by the Masonic Lodge. They built a large house on the site and, in 1909, sold the house to the Masons so the organization could add to the structure and create the present building. 
The O'Connors moved up the street to the old Burnham House, next to the present Brooks Library. Dr. O'Connor added an entrance for his doctor's office, and the couple were active members in many local organizations. Dr. O'Connor continued his love of music and performed at public gatherings in Community Hall. He was also the director of St. Michael's Catholic Church Choir, and listeners enjoyed hearing his rich bass vocals. In 1910, Frank O'Connor was voted in as president of the Valley Fair Association. The organization had been operating an end-of-summer fair since 1886 on the land now occupied by the grades 7 through 12 complex. The agricultural fair had been an annual event for 24 years, but by 1910, it was losing money, and people were worried that the fair was too far in debt and may need to be canceled. Information for the story comes from the Society for American Baseball Research and Contemporary Digitized Newspapers. Next week, we will share how Frank O'Connor saved the Valley Fair from financial ruin so it could operate for two more decades. We'd like to thank Phil and Elizabeth for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.